Hello and welcome to the Minter Dialogue Radio Show, number 31. This interview is with my old colleague and friend, Dominique Tremblay, who left L'Oreal to launch his own creative agency, Tuxedo. Dominique is on the cutting edge of marketing, and digital marketing in particular. His agency has won many awards and has gained huge traction in North America, making several wildly successful viral videos. We'll get some inside scoops and tricks of the trade in this interview. Let's cut to the quick. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, and I'm author of the blog, themindset.com. That's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. So let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. Good morning, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show. It's the 12th of July, and I'm in New York, and uh, doing an e-commerce seminar, and it just so happens that we cross wires with an old friend from Montréal, Dominique Tremblay. Dominique is an amazing chap. I worked with him uh, when I was in Canada, and he sparked off in his creative design agency. So, Dominique, with more, without further ado, introduce who you are. Tell us what you do. Um, well, I'm Dominique Tremblay. I'm a president of Tuxedo Agency in Montreal. So we specialize, we're a boutique marketing agency. So we, uh, we do a lot of marketing for different brands in digital, in store, and in advertising. Um, and uh, I'm an ex-L'Oreal Cosmetics, so uh, 10 years in, in, in beauty and fashion. So I think it was a good school. And now we apply it to, uh, to lifestyle uh, brands. All right, so with uh, Tuxedo Agency, you're based in Montreal. How many people work for you in your company? Um, so we're 30 people in Montreal, and uh, we have satellite uh, offices in New York and in Toronto. And what do you specialize in? Uh, specialize in? We specialize in, in marketing. We specialize in, in, in video content, in, in creating content for brands at different level, using on a digital platform or using on the traditional advertising platform. Yeah, because you told me, we were speaking before the interview, that you have in-house video and a really strong creative outfit. And, of course, what I'd like to talk to you about, Dominique, is the hot news, uh, is about this uh, Dermablend uh, campaign you put in place. Tell us about that. Um, so we worked with Dermablend last year on, on creating a few different content marketing programs for them. Uh, and one of them was uh, to try to break through the cloud of the uh, traditional cosmetic brands and, and how can a brand can really get notor- notoriety and awareness in, in the market where it's all driven by huge media dollars. So how do we get earned media on, on, online? So we created a campaign um, that was uh, for the brand that made sense, that, that was focused on the benefit of the product and obviously to surprise the entertain the the viewer so we can break through the cloud and, and, and get the message share so we created the, the campaign with zombie boy uh, which is last November and uh, and it's been extremely successful we're up to I think 16 million views in the last uh, six months so we're very excited so if you haven't seen it you, you have to click on I'll put the of course the link to uh, zombie boy but I, I mean it's a fascinating thing so zombie boy has been you've uh, with that you've gotten multiple awards around the world I mean I, I don't even know all of them but uh, of course the most uh, highlight one of course is the uh, Prix d'Argent the Silver Award at uh, Cannes Lyon for that where you have to, massive kudos so tell us about your inspiration how on earth did you come up with such a breakthrough type of an idea I think there's a few different elements the first one is obviously to, to establish that understanding of the brand so there's a trust factor in terms of understanding the brand DNA what does a brand stand for um, and then obviously uh, creating that that relationship with the client where you can you can create you can work on the big idea and and, and have a certain uh, flexibility in what you can you can uh, create uh, and then the ability to take risk 
uh, for the brand. So to be able, because you know, there's very little chance to get big wins if you don't take big risks. Big risk. Um, so we work with them closely to develop these and then uh, and then uh, launch to market quickly. How long did it take you to put this uh, video in place? Um, about three months, all in all, from day one to the last production. We actually had the video for a month before we released it because it was the timing. We were waiting for October. We wanted to pass the 9-11. And then we figured, because obviously it's zombie board, around uh, Halloween and, and Thanksgiving was a good timing. Not great marketing. So um, it's, I'm, I'm curious to know about the, the uh, your actor in the middle. Tell us about how you found him and uh, how important he was to the success of it. He was, a, he was a perfect candidate for this because obviously he wanted to show the effect of the product, which is a concealer on tattoos. I mean, you know, obviously he's tattooed all over. Uh, and also was a young, uh, up-and-coming, uh, I wouldn't say celebrity, but, but people that start noticing after the Lady Gaga video, obviously. Um, but we found him about a year before that uh, on the street in Montreal, just before all that. Actually, we found him and then made a shoot with him, and then Lady Gaga saw the shoot. That's how he became uh, what happened after. Uh, so for us, it was it, we were always trying to figure a way to use him in a different way because we use him in fashion. Um, and then when we start working with uh, with Dermablend, we, we we came across all these products about concealing and tattoo primer, and it just came you know to realize it was a perfect fit. We just needed to find how the way to present it. Uh, and then this is where the creative team comes in and then find the best way to tell the story. Because, you know, I mean, uh, you could do it very many different ways, but there's a way that you can really grasp and get the sharing. But the campaign was was shared over one million times on Facebook alone. Mm -hmm. So it, it became a huge viral aspect because it was entertaining. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I shared it too. I, I thought it was massive and I didn't even know you did it. So that's brilliant. <laughs> the music, uh, tell us about the selection of the music. Um, in any viral, any video content, Music is extremely important and often overlooked. And lots of people, are, you know, are, are, are have cold feet and paying fees and rights and things. But we believe, contrarily, that music plays a big role in the campaign. Just to tell you, um, the music, the video was so popular that the artist released a new single after the campaign uh, on iTunes right after. So they were on top of getting the visa, we were excited. So they were now asking us to do another project for the new music. Well, I think you guys should get some royalties. So That's brilliant. So anyway, I'll put those in the show notes. But uh, tell us about this uh, recent campaign you just did for Vichy. So for Vichy, the mandate was a bit different. Um, they wanted to promote, uh, also create awareness to try to get the brand out, specifically in the U.S. market because they're really well not known in the U.S. Right, so for those who don't know, what is Vichy? Uh, Vichy is one of the skincare brands uh, for L'Oreal, um, distributed in pharmacies. Uh, and uh, it's very big, obviously, in France and, and Canada, of the countries. But in the U.S., they're having a hard time to break through. Because the drugstore environment is different than the other countries, um, so and they don't have the huge media dollars that most other companies have. So uh, and we had we came across this product, which is a slimming product for cellulite, uh, and uh, that has a, obviously a good potential to talk about. And the other thing too is, is uh, most of these advertising in the past has always been very traditional. We see a perfect woman's uh, behind. Uh, and that's how a woman should be looking at and try to and buy the product. So she obviously doesn't feel good about her own body when she sees this. So we wanted to address that insight about, you know, how the pleasure of, of shopping something that's important because obviously women are buying a product and there's a need for it. 
Um, so we created a game uh, which allowed women to play with the men's behinds in order to enjoy their own behinds. So to try to, to stay in that world and, uh, and, and, and go on the positive and happy notes because Vichy is also a happy brand. Is a, life is beautiful and this is the type of brand. So it makes sense for this one to do this way. Well, when, I, when I hear listen to you, you use the word behind, but that's not the terminology you use on the video. Uh, I, I'm just going <laughs> to guess that that was quite a discussion. How did you come up with that particular term, booty? Um, we needed a uh, catch phrase that would make sense. And for us, we also wanted to make sure that women that work would actually enjoy this, uh, this, this program. Um, so we call it the booty break, because obviously, you know, referring to, to the break at work. And in French, uh, we came with the pause popotin, which has the equivalent in French. So then we had a little uh, fun little name so we could play on this. So we obviously registered the website and because it's an online game. Um, and that was it, and this is how we came across the name, really. All right, so uh, tell us a little bit more about the game itself, because the game, as I understand it, is not just a game, it's got a health component to it. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't want to just do a game for a game. It was a complete integrated campaign. So there was obviously the game that would create the awareness so the women could share. And I'm you know, happy to say there's about half a million women that have played the game in the last six weeks, so which is way over the objective that we you, had. You launched it six weeks ago. And can you tell us what objectives you had? We were hoping to, to, to get about 250 to 300,000 the first month because I know it's a game. It's not a video. It's not easily shareable. Like mm -hmm. the, the Dermalyn campaign was a video on YouTube, so it's easy to share. And it's a social game or is it a one-by-one -one game? It's a one-on-one -on -one game uh, that you do on a microsite. Um, so, so obviously it's not as easily shareable, so we knew the campaign would be a bit more difficult, but the engagement would be very, very different because now we know the women on average will go and will have at least three to four dances. Mm -hmm. We know what they get the, the boys to do because the guys have different action they can do. Well, do you mean they, we, we also know which bottoms they prefer? Exactly. We have a ranking of the top <laughs> ten. <laughs> so now we have a ranking of top bottom. We have also... A, wait, a wait, wait, I love this. The ranking of the top bottom. <laughs> There's something funny, paradoxical about that. Exactly, something, something that to work on content-wise. Um, so that, true, that's actually true. Yeah. Actions also. So if they make them dance, flex, because we have all different. So the women do do basically play and have fun and can share with, with women at work. And um, after that, they get the information on the product, you know. And the idea is, is obviously is just to smile and enjoy it, and also to to be. Coherent with the brand, it's not just a cream that you apply and you have magic result. You do it with nutritionists, with exercise. So it made sense for us. We used one of the popular guy in the video. We made exercise videos. So now he became a trainer. So you can download the application on Android, on iPhone or BlackBerry. And the women can actually set up exercise routine with the trainer. And they show them how to do the exercise over a period of four weeks. In addition to apply the product and good nutrition. And then they get the results. Well, if I, if I were, I dream of genie. I'm thinking that this is this... A massive combination of of uh, education, of a game, of uh, health, and uh, on top of that, you get a little bit of I would say, uh, well, you know, fun in the sack kind of feeling. Uh, what a what a great thing! Um, so uh, one of the you know you we were talking a little bit before about uh, what makes for success of a viral video. Uh, how do you if you you know look at these two campaigns you're doing? What what are some of the key takeaways that you think uh, will you know, drive viral virality? Um, I think that, you know, first and foremost, I think that you, we need to, it's, it's not paid media, it's earned media, therefore we need to make sure that there's an emotional created with the, with the user. So in the creation of the content, the emotional connection is, is, is key. If I don't make an emotional connection with the viewer, there's no way I can talk about rationale. Mm -hmm. You're not going to listen about the product information benefits if you don't 
feel anything about it. Now, you can feel happy, you can feel sad, you can feel surprised, you can mm-hmm. feel excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's tons of examples in, in, in the past history of advertising, but that's pure advertising, which is great. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that on the viral campaign, it's always almost back to the original, real, good, traditional mm-hmm. advertising. Um, the one that wins awards, because if you really feel moved and touched, then you'll listen and say, oh, wow, that product makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if I go the other way around, traditional marketing has always been, here's the product, it looks great, this is what you do, you buy it. Mm-hmm. You don't have that, that luxury anymore. Right, I mean, I, and to your point, the, using your words, this is what this product will do. So it's, a, it's an action, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's rather mechanical. It, it has this property, it provides this performance, devoid of emotion in a, if you're just in a doing phase, I guess. But if this is what you will feel when you use the product, or this is what you will be when you use the product. It's much more aspirational. Then we're in an emotional plane. So here's the question. You know, you talk about it creating emotion. Then how key is it, or how, how do you work with brands when sometimes they're not so good at emotional-driven types of campaigns that are sort of you know, ROI-centered, a little bit rational? Um, how do you work with that? Um, well, I think that the, I think this is where the first phase. It's important to really understand the brand's value and DNA, in, in, in either relating to a product or, or the whole category or the entire brand. And I believe strongly in, in any brand, there's room for a story to be told. And I think it's the key to find what are the elements so that the storytelling makes sense, and then to build around it so that it's built on the real core value that you want to communicate, the key message. But it's said in a way that's entertaining and emotionally connecting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once you do this, then you connect with the viewer. Mm-hmm. You make them feel something so they can talk about it, they can share it, they can, they can remember your brand. You create long-term memory in the brain. And still, you talk about the real value of the brand. Mm-hmm. So then you're in line. Right. You know? And I think you do a nice treatment of the brand afterwards where you, you allow for the, the brand imaging just at the end as a sort of an afterthought, you know, thanks to this brand as opposed to sort of, you know, sloggy in the face. Um, um, right, one of the things, though, so this is Dominique Tremblay uh, I'm speaking with uh, in New York, having a great time, and um, one of the things we, we talked about is, is uh, earned media. Now, when, when you also have a prerogative of trying to drive traffic to your site, you, you create a mini site, but you got to get it out there. Talk us through the ecosystem that allows for you to, you know, still own it and earn it because you, you want them to come to your site. You want them to finally come maybe to your e-commerce platform eventually. Uh, talk maybe about video, um, Vimeo, YouTube. Which ones do you prefer? Anyway, talk around us. Talk us that through. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I think that, that we need to be clear about the objective uh, first and foremost. Like, Is the objective driving traffic to our microsite? Oftentimes I'm going to guess that that's, sort of, that's put in there somewhere. It is, but sometimes it's not the main objective. Um, for a brand like Dermabland, for example, it was never the objective. So we created an, a microsite separate just because we knew the existing microsite, the, the existing site was not up to par. They weren't able to, to, to communicate the new brand image and values that we wanted. So we didn't actually want it to be happening there. Mm-hmm. And also because of the infrastructure within the company, mm-hmm. it was very difficult to change the mm-hmm. structure of the site without going through huge investments. So it actually made sense to do it separately. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to create awareness. It wasn't about the microsite. So the objective was very much on awareness, um, and, and which is w- which is why I was so focused on these actions. But 
But in other cases, it is about driving traffic to a microsite. In other cases, it's about sales. It's mm -hmm. very promotionally driven. So depending on what the objective is, then the strategy should be in place. Because if you want to create awareness and, 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 and really push the sharing, I mean, YouTube is the place to be because this is where all the content is being viewed. This is number one platform. This is where it's being shared. And if you really want to uh, gather all that information or, or use that power, this is where you need to be. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do it on Facebook. You're not going to do it. So it all depends. If you want to create um, a real engagement gaming like we did for Vichy, um, then YouTube is not the tool because you're limited in terms of the engagement you can do. Then you need to create your own app or your own. Uh, so it all depends on the objective, really. All right. So uh, listening to you, um, how much did you invest in SEO uh, in, in order for the findability of this, of this uh, project to be coming around? Uh, in both projects, we didn't. Uh, there was no paid media or search engine uh, investment at all. All of the investments were made on, on creative, the production and, and release, but also on the bloggers and PR. So there was seeding information. So we used the natural or search by seeding information to bloggers that they would seed the information. Right. And, and how did you do the, the seeding? So we contacted directly uh, the series of bloggers in the, the field that thought were relevant. Uh, you, you, you found them or you were given them? We found part of them. There was some element that the brand already had. We did some research, and we used a couple of different uh, outsource partners to, to, to get lists of people that we know. And then we mass uh, communicate to many of them and then negotiate some exclusive with some really powerful ones uh, to make sure that the release of the information was, was on time. And that's how it uh, became a buzz. Uh, so um, getting towards the last question here, Dominic, uh, you, you won the award at Cannes, and I, I'd just love to hear uh, what it's like to win an award at Cannes, and how did, how did you get to hear about it? Uh, well, it's it's a bit it's it's surprising I think because it's, it's it felt almost unreal for for young ages. We we're only two years old, uh, and 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 so it was a huge thing. We were hoping, but you know you, you can never bet on those. Uh, so we were super excited. Obviously, we the funny thing is we weren't even there. I was in Montreal, and one of my team was there because uh, for a small company, it's very expensive for an event. So you you try to measure when who's going and right. when. Well, not only you have to pay for the flight, but you have to pay to go. I mean, it's a exactly. whole deal. <laughs> it's a whole week, and they don't tell you anything ahead of time, right? No, you know three days before, so you can't. You have to make the plan, thinking you may be winning, but you don't know. So we found out. But I was at the cottage, uh, and I got a call from uh, from my partner in in France, and then they said that we won. And uh, so we, we, we pop up the champagne bottle, and then the funny thing, it was, uh, you know, it was a great week. It was my birthday the next day, so it was a perfect birthday gift. But uh, it's, it's, you know, it's really, uh, it's really an example of, of that creation is possible. You don't need to be a big guy. You mm -hmm. can come up with a good ideas, and it doesn't have to cost millions. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant. Well, Dominique Tremblay, anyone listening to this, uh, how can we uh, track you down, find you, contact you, see what you're up to? Uh, you can find us at uh, agencetuxedo.com, www.agencetuxedo.com, sorry, or tuxedoagency.com. And, uh, and that's it. If you want to check out the Vichy campaign, it's bootybreak.com. If you want to watch the Zombie Boy campaign, it's gobeyondthecover.com. Right, splendid. Dominique Tremblay, lovely to see you uh, in New York. What a great surprise and a great pleasure. Keep up the good work. Congratulations to the team. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue radio show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter. If you like the show, please don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or tweet it out. And if you speak French, you can find my other French language interviews on minterdial.fr. 
In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.